Hi, I'm Patrick Finley. This is Mark Potash, and this is Hallis Intrigue, the Chicago Bears podcast. We're Potsy. This is our second emergency podcast in 24 hours. We will get to the Bears trade for Steelers receiver Chase Claypool and what Ryan Poles had to say about that and the trade of Roquan Smith. All that and more coming up on Hallis Intrigue. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Potsy, it's been a busy 24 hours here at Hallis Hall. As you and I sit here at 6 p.m.-ish on a Tuesday, the Bears have made two really substantial trades in the last 24 hours. Uh, They moved Roquan Smith to the Ravens Monday about 3 o'clock, getting back a second-round pick, a fifth-round pick, and A.J. Klein, a veteran linebacker. We talked at length about that in the last podcast, if you want to go find that. Uh, And then on Tuesday afternoon, they traded their own second-round pick, not the Ravens' pick, but their own, to the Steelers for wide receiver Chase Claypool. In doing so, they added a weapon for Justin Fields, really for the first time since Ryan Poles took over, and they subtracted probably the best player from their roster. Uh, is this a net win? Is this a net loss? What do you it's, make of it's all a, that? It's a great way to put it, Pat, because uh, that is kind of the whole thing, the whole story right there, is that the Bears roster is worse today than it was yesterday, but they're better off for it, if that makes any sense. The Bears are a team that needs offense, and it, and – from the time the Roquan situation came up, it kind of made sense that you were going to have to take from the defense to fortify the offense, and that's kind of what they've done. And um, so, yeah, any the, you know, anytime the Bears improve their offense, just the, the nature of the Bears, they're kind of moving forward. Mm-hmm. And um, the only question is how much does it hurt the defense? And um, I, I think it's a, a better chance of, of being this being a win than a, than an overall loss. As the season ensues and we see uh, Matt Eberflus's defense take a little bit of hold as a group, and 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 this, I, I would guess that if I if I had to guess at the end of the year, I think we'll say yeah, that was a good thing. I, I think they probably overpaid for Claypool. Their own second round pick means it's going to be high. It's probably going to be in the top ten of the second round. And boy, the Bears could use a player like that. But the impact it can have on Fields in the next you know nine weeks, and kind of the spin it gives the locker room. You know, the Bears didn't just tear everything down. They tore everything down and, you know, chose a piece that could help their most influential player. I, I, think, I think the Claypool thing uh, really helps that narrative, whether it's accurate or not. Well, and, and we'll see what happens. But I, it's, it's really inter- it was an interesting move. If you're a draft Nick, it's like you're obsessing over the second-round pick because that is, if you're, if you're into the numbers, of the charts and the numbers of the, of the draft... The difference between the Bears pick and the Ravens pick is 14, 14 picks right now, and it's only going to get greater. <laughs> yeah, they're both going to the If you've seen the, the Ravens' schedule, they are going to win. If they have, what, nine games left, they're going to win seven of them. Right. And they should, especially with Roquan Smith. And the Bears are you know, likely to finish whatever, six and you know, five or six wins. And so that difference is 14 now. Could be as much as 20 or more. If you're into the draft, that's a big difference. If sure. you look at the players that you can get, especially like the receivers, you can get in the early part of the second round. The early part of the second round is like the first round. I mean, it just so it's a big thing. But I will say this: it, I think it's important. I think it's a good point that they have him now to get uh, to get uh, acclimated to this offense and Justin Fields for nine games. And I think I think 
if this works, the way this offense is going, uh, if it continues that way, and if it's successful enough, this those whatever picks twenty, whatever it ends up being, they won't matter, right? Because Chase Claypool in a good offense will be a will be a big factor, and I think that's probably another thing that I think is worth discussing is the fact that they didn't. The Bears have always needed a receiver who will make their quarterback better, no matter what. I don't think Chase Claypool is that. In fact, I'm pretty sure he's not. He's not that first round, top ten pick, Jamar Chase kind of guy who mm-hmm. automatically makes your your uh, quarterback better. He's got to be part of a good offense, and you saw in in in, in Pittsburgh when they went when, when they lost Ben Roethlisberger and they took a and they took a dive offensively. He took a dive. His numbers are down, uh, and, and so he's he's a, he is a receiver who I think can be great in a great offense, and the Bears are still getting there. My point is the Bears are better off uh, getting Chase Claypool now, I think, than even at the beginning because they were nowhere near ready to have a guy like that in there. Now they're ready to kind of – I think it's the, the, the timing is right is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, think, I think they're at a point now where they, this offense will help Justin Fields, and I think it will help Chase Claypool help Justin Fields, and I think that's important. Ryan, Ryan Poles ostensibly said that today which was that he likes the growth that, that Justin Fields uh, has gone through recently. He thinks they're on the upswing. Uh, I think that this is a vote, maybe not of total confidence in Justin Fields, but this bodes well for him. They're trying to help him. The big question we've had all season long is, are they setting this guy up to fail? And if so, why? Now I think for the first time you can look at a real piece that wasn't signed on a one-year deal uh, or you know, acquired for a seventh round pick next year as Nikhil Harry was. You can see a real piece that can grow with him, and it, that's it, beneficial. It, let's put it this way: for the first time, I'm looking forward to watching the Bears' offense more than the Bears' defense. <laughs> as far as not just looking, not just out of curiosity, but out of anticipation, and uh, not that they're going to take giant leaps, but they've made enough steps that I think. Uh, Against most defenses, I think they they can they can continue on uh, they can continue on that path, and I, and so like I said, I, I really want to see what they have uh, offensively more than defensively at that point, and that's you know that's kind of a win for the Bears just to get to that point at this point, you know, because a few weeks ago we were wondering is Justin Fields you know the answer is this is right. he, are they gonna have to replace him to, and we may be there again in a couple weeks who knows right. but at least we're, we can say right now we're not there we're I, not back there I view this yeah. as a modern reallocation of resources they're you know provided they like Claypool they're gonna have to turn around and give him a contract extension here in the next year you know maybe in today's NFL you'd rather give that money well for sure in today's NFL you'd rather give that money to him than an off-ball linebacker and and if so this is maybe catching the Bears up with the rest of the world now, that doesn't mean that Roquan Smith is insignificant. And part of Ryan Pohl's press conference today, in addition to building up this Claypool thing, was defending his position to trade Roquan. Patsy, it sounded like he, event- he eventually came to the conclusion that I'm never going to make this guy happy financially, and because of that, i got to move him. That's all it was. I mean, the, the way they explained it, and I, and I, and I buy it, um, I guess there was a question of whether the um, the trade demand and uh, kind of the insults that came out of that played any part. Did that sour uh, Ryan, Ryan Poles on, on Roquan? I, that wasn't asked today, but I don't think so. I, I think his straightforward explanation, I buy it, um, that, uh, that, that Roquan just wanted, you know, Roquan had a higher value on himself than Poles did. And, you know, that's, that's a little bit of a, of a slippery slope, I think, because 
Roquan can be every good as Roquan thinks he is in in Baltimore. Right. And that could that right. could that could um, make the Bears uh, the Bears look bad. Um, but I, I I don't know. I guess I I sense that uh, there. Um, well, I don't know. I, I it's hard, it's hard. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but uh, I just feel like uh, I, I can't blame um, Poles for making this move because it just didn't sound like they loved him. No, I guess, no. You know, but they, he did say that the last yeah. and final offer came in uh, in the off season or right before the season began. They gave it a shot. They gave it a shot. They didn't give it a shot this week or last right. week. Uh, he also admitted what we know to be true, that you know negotiating a deal with a player who doesn't have an agent... That was another complication. ...is hard for the Bears. Right, it's complicated. Right. And let's not forget this, and we talked about this yesterday, Potsy. Uh, when you insult your new boss publicly on Family Fest yeah. Day, yeah. that gets everything off, I think, to a bad start. I think... I don't know... Poles was yeah. willing to look the... Uh, I think Poles was willing to press on if the numbers were If the right. numbers... It all came down to the numbers, it sounds like. I wasn't part of the negotiation, but it sure sounds like that. And I can see where... Even based on Roquan's statement he made at, at, at the Family Fest, was he was pretty stubborn. He right. he was not going to budge. Neither side was going to budge, and so um, it's an interesting thing. I guess the one thing I was curious about, did not get a chance to ask it today, was that I was wondering as Ryan explained it, was was there anything Roquan could have done to change his mind? Because I thought that's that I was wrong about that. I thought that's what this season was all about: was giving Roquan a chance to be the Darius Leonard of this defense and. That wasn't. That was not really happening. For one reason, he wasn't in that position. I didn't sure. feel like he was in that uh, Darius Shaquille Leonard position in this defense. They didn't seem that intent on trying to find out if he was. Right. I'll be, yeah, that's that. Maybe that's a question um, for Matt Eberflus tomorrow. But um, but but yeah, that was that was a miscalculation on my part. I thought this was, I thought by keeping him here, this he would give him a, a, a year. Prove your Darius Leonard. And the big difference, of course, was takeaways. Right. Darius Leonard had 30. Roquan had five or six. Right. I can't remember. But if he could be that player, and I think he had two this year, right? He had the two interceptions right. and I think it was in, in seven games. So I think they also saw, I think, he, and Ryan Pulse kind of intimated this, that they could see it was, Roquan was, was having a good year, but it wasn't the breakout year. He, he wasn't. He wasn't convincing them. He wasn't changing their mind. It, and it's maybe it's just coincidence the timing came. Roquan had his quietest game of the season. Right. You know, I, he, you know, I think it's probably coincidence. but that, I think I it know. is, but, but I'm just saying that was typical of, of even though he was having a good season, it wasn't so good that he was good every time. Sure. And I think that, big picture-wise, played a part in it. It's like, it's, I think he was saying it's not happening. I think, that's, I think he was trying to say that. Mm -hmm. That's what I got out of it. And, and so there was nothing that was going to happen that was going to change his mind. Do you think they make this move without having the extra second round? That's a great question. Um, uh, uh, I'd say yes. I think he was determined to get something for Roquan. It was very, and it seemed very afraid. That in, you know, no, no discussion of the tag or the franchise yeah. tag. Was very afraid of losing, of, get, of, of not getting something for Roquan. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think he would have, and even he was asked, right? Wasn't he? Yeah. And and he said it doesn't matter. But if I'm yeah. him, I don't want to publicly link the yeah. two moves anyway, because God forbid one of them or both of them goes sideways. Uh, Potsy, we will have uh, plenty of time this week to debate all of this, but the Bears have Clay, Chase Claypool. He'll slot in nicely as their number two, if not number one receiver, once he gets settled. And they do not have Roquan Smith, and Lord knows who will take his place. We will debate all of that. And much, much more later in the week. Until then, you can follow Potsy and I on Twitter. Check us out on the Sun-Times website or in print. And if you like the show, please rate and review it. For Mark Potash, I'm Patrick Finley. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back again soon.
Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.